Welcome to the Nutrition Unpeeled podcast, a place where hungry minds discuss all things evidence-based nutrition, fitness, mindset, and healthy living. We're your hosts, registered dietitian and nutritionists, Courtney, Darian, and Hannah. Let's dive in. The information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only, so always speak to a healthcare provider such as a registered dietitian who can work with you directly about your unique healthcare needs. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nutrition Unpeeled podcast. Today, we're talking all about goal setting. Setting goals can be an inspiring process that gives direction to our choices and motivates us to take action. And from our experience as registered dietitians, um, many people are very excited to reach their goals in the early stages, but oftentimes they struggle to stay consistent long enough to make those goals a reality. Sometimes we even find that clients might have a clear goal they like to achieve, but they aren't actually sure of the action steps they need to take to get there. So in this podcast, we're going to share how we help our clients create meaningful connections to their goals so they remain committed to the actions that we've identified will facilitate a lasting change. Yeah, I'm really excited for this podcast. I think it's a nice timing with the year wrapping up, and I feel a lot of people are taking that time to reflect on the past year and maybe things they've accomplished and what they've achieved and taking that time to set some new intentions for the upcoming year as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so in this podcast, we're going to share three key principles we use with our clients to explore this process of goal setting. Um, So this is actually a process we use inside of our coaching program with clients. And it's something that I built out when I first introduced a group based mindset program Mm. a couple years ago. So the three principles we'll be exploring in this podcast are values, goals, and actions. And we're going to break all of that down as we move through the podcast today. Mm-hmm. And I know Court has a really nice analogy she's going to share that'll help set the stage with um how we can look at these values, goals, and action steps. Yeah, so I'm going to share this analogy, and I think it's going to make more sense as we move through the podcast and bring it all together. But what I would love you to visualize right now is that you're driving a bus, and when you look out the window, you see a horizon in the distance, you see a mountain, and you see a road that's winding around lakes, trees, and ponds. So we're going to think that this bus is your life and you get to choose the direction that you go in. Um, The direction that you decide to travel in represents your values. And we're going to break down and help you understand values. But if we think of it in this way, um, valuing health would be like deciding to travel in the direction of north. So the mountain that you see in the horizon, that represents a goal along your valued path. So maybe if you decide you value health, a goal you might have is to run a 10K race. Um, And then the winding road that I described represents the actions you need to take to reach your goals. So for example, maybe to achieve the goal of running a 10K, you need to run three times a week or prioritize seven hours of sleep each night. Um, And then the trees, the shrubs, and the ponds that that road's winding around represents all of the obstacles that you'll have to navigate as you're getting closer to this mountain and traveling in the direction of north towards your value of health. Mm -hmm. I love that visualization. I think it sets a nice little stage for the direction we're heading here. So the first principle we want to dive into is this concept of core values, which we believe is very important to consider when we're setting goals. 
So how I define a value is a chosen life direction. So for example, we can decide that we value health and that means, you know, we're traveling north to use the analogy towards this value of health. Something we want to think about with values is they're not something we can complete. So Mm -hmm. we can complete a 10K race. That's a goal. But we can't finish traveling north. We can't finish traveling in a direction. We can't finish being healthy. It's ongoing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always joke with clients. I'm like, you know, when we think about this, like you don't just achieve your version of health and say, yes, I'm done. I did it. And that's it. No, it's like it's continually ongoing, like Court said. So as dietitians, we're supporting clients within their value of health, but we actually find it really helpful when we can understand what our clients value beyond health. And not just because we're snoopy, because it actually matters and we're going to share why. Yeah. So understanding those values helps us create that deeper connection to your goals. So for example, having more energy, it might be a pursuit within the health value, but the reason we want more energy is to keep up with our kids or be more productive at work, which might be in alignment with your family value or career value. Yeah, exactly. And so we find if we have more cross-linkage across values, there's this deeper what we call like why power or Mm -hmm. like Darian said, this meaningful connection. And we know like motivation is short-lived. It's going to wear out. It's not going to keep us going. We did a whole podcast on that, which you might be interested (laughs) in listening to. So as dietitians, if we can understand your values, we can help you link your goals to these other values so that when motivation is low, we have more than motivation. Like we are really connected to why this goal matters to us. Mm -hmm. It links that goal to something bigger than just their health. I love how understanding our values helps us create that meaningful connection to our goals, but it also does something else for us. It helps us bring context to the variety of food choices that we might be making in our day. Mm -hmm. We refer to this as fuel the body, feed the soul here at Vitality, but it's food is how we connect, celebrate and show love. So we think this is absolutely wonderful and understanding what we value and how different foods fit within these values can bring a greater context to food for our health. So a food may not be classically defined as quote unquote healthy for our physical health, but it could be healthy for us if it connects to our values. Yeah. Can you share a specific example? Example, like a food example of this, Darian? An example of this would be enjoying a cookie. We could argue that maybe a cookie isn't quote unquote healthy in terms of physical health, but it could be healthy if, for say, you're enjoying that cookie because your child made that cookie for you and that is linking you to your value of parenting, you're damn well going to enjoy that cookie. Yeah, I think that's a great example, Darian. And here we see that, you know, that value of enjoying the cookie because it's providing connection to family or that value of parenting is actually trumping health, so to speak. So, you know, you could avoid the cookie, which might be in alignment with some of the health goals you're working towards, Mm -hmm. but perhaps it wouldn't truly be healthy if you're missing out on that connection to another value. Mm -hmm. So how might you explain, I know I've had a client say, but I just want to, I'm just going to nourish the soul all the time then and just have cookies all the time. Yeah, I think I've had clients say that as well. And I mean, this concept is very like nuanced, but I think Mm -hmm. when you're truly connected to your values, you know when to say yes and you know when it serves you to say no. So maybe, you know, there's cookies in the office it's and it's 3 p.m. And, you know, what you need in that moment is to feel energized and productive at work. 
Maybe, you know, they're not even cookies that you like and Mm -hmm. it's not offering you anything special or that enjoyment or connection. So, you know, the best thing you can do for yourself is say like, hey, no, I don't need that cookie right now. I'm having this energizing blood sugar supporting snack that I packed from home. I love that. And, you know, this isn't to say that we're never going to have food just because we want to have it, right? It doesn't always have to be a big, deep, meaningful connection, but this is a concept that allows you to start thinking about um, how you might find that alignment with that food. Yeah, it just helps us bring a little bit more intention to our choices and maybe help us understand when to say yes, when to say no, and like create that boundary for ourselves. So the key takeaway that we want to get across here is that understanding our values helps us create more meaningful connection to our goals. And it also helps us appreciate the interconnectedness of food to all of our other values. Once we understand what we value, we can start setting goals within our value. So as dietitians, we're helping our clients set goals within their health value, but we encourage you to set goals within your other core values too. Like maybe you have specific goals in your career or in your friendship or family value. Goals are like that mountain that you're climbing while traveling in the direction of your value. And it just offers more motivating milestones because it might be daunting to think, I'm just traveling north forever. (laughs) Yeah, it can be exciting, I think, for people to have a goal that they're working towards, Mm -hmm. you know, in the foreseeable future, whether, you know, they have a goal they'd, they'd like to accomplish in the next three months or maybe in the next year. So there are things that we can start to think about on this journey north, so to speak. So there are some key considerations we have as dietitians when we are supporting our clients through the goal setting process. The first consideration that I have is actually measuring the goal in Mm -hmm. some way. And obviously for some people, sometimes their goal is very specific, Mm -hmm. you know, like they want to run a 10K in like a certain amount of time, or maybe they want to like lose five pounds. Mm -hmm. And so these are very measurable goals. Um, And we do need some type of measurement so we can see that we're actually getting closer to it. Yeah. And then on the other hand, sometimes they can be a little bit more abstract or even difficult to measure. Mm -hmm. So maybe improving your relationship with food or increasing your energy or improving digestion. Yeah. And so there's ways that we measure progress with Mm -hmm. clients. Like it could be very data driven, but oftentimes it's very reflective and discussion based. So we're seeing like, are we getting closer to this outcome, to this goal? Um, And then we're adjusting our plan to make sure we're getting closer to it. But without that feedback, it's hard to gauge. Like, are we getting closer to the mountain? Are we getting further away? Mm hmm. So being able to measure it is something that is really valuable to us. And it's really why we built out our coaching program, because in our 12-week program, we actually get to have conversations with clients every single week to see if they're progressing towards it. So we're not just sending them on their way and Mm -hmm. hoping they get there, because we know bodies are unique and the challenges that come up are going to be unique to you. So we get to build that custom plan um, and then see, you know, what do we need to adjust to make sure you're climbing those mountains? Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And it's one of my favorite things about our coaching program too is that I get to guide people through those 12 weeks and help them understand their bodies too and also see how their goals can be shifting but also see those different measurable um, outcomes and little milestones we're taking along the way. Yeah and I like what you said about shifting because Mm -hmm. you know we can set a goal but 
I really encourage clients to be flexible with yeah. it because so many times clients come to us in the program and they think they want one thing. Like maybe they think they want weight loss, mm-hmm. but really what we find is they want to be more confident. They yeah. want to be stronger. They want to have more energy. So maybe the the whole program shifts from this weight loss outcome and mm-hmm. gauging everything by whether or not they're losing weight to something different. And yeah. that's okay. It's yeah. shifting more to like a feeling or the mm-hmm. person they want to become. In addition to being flexible with the goal, something else I like clients to consider with their goals is that the road's not straight. You're not just going to walk in a straight line up this mountain and reach your goal. This road is going to be winding around trees and shrubs Mm -hmm. and ponds, and that is normal. We have obstacles that come up that we have to navigate around, and that's something that we plan for with clients, and we help them, you know, stay on that path to their goal while also understanding, hey, you know, it's going to be a winding road, and that's okay. Exactly. I always say, hey, you might deviate east or west on your journey north, but that doesn't mean you're not still on your way north. Mm -hmm. You can always redirect back to north. And that's what we help clients do. It's like, how do we create the tools to shift back to north so we're not so frustrated that we went east for a little bit that we completely throw our hands in the air and give up? Exactly. Yeah. It's about being flexible to shift your goals as you evolve and you gather more information along the way. Yeah. And so I think like the most common setback we see with clients is this all or nothing mindset where it's like they're either perfectly tracking towards their goals or they're not tracking towards their goals at all. And if we're in that all or nothing mindset, we're really not flexible enough to keep moving towards the goal consistently. So I think as dietitians, that's where we really shine. We support clients with more than just nutrition Mm -hmm. and what to eat. We help them with their mindset so they actually can continue moving towards this goal. So at Vitality, we know that all clients are going to have unique goals. And as dietitians, we're specialized in helping them get there. So whether it's improving energy, you know, optimizing how they're feeling in the gym, mm-hmm. maybe it's, it's even a body composition or weight loss goal, we have the tools to support you to get there. Um, but each of the dietitians on our team actually has a unique area of specialty where oftentimes we'll filter the client to that dietitian because they have some expert knowledge in the area. So Darian, what um, area do you specialize? specialize in or like really shine mm-hmm. when it comes to supporting clients? Yeah, I work with a lot of my clients in the digestive health realm. And um, like you said, our goals are a little bit different within there. It might be to support clients in having those regular bowel movements or navigating those food sensitivities or intolerances or find what was maybe just making them feel off. So the digestive um, health realm can be very complex and require lots of tweaking, but that's an area I work heavily in. And the other one is I work with a lot of athletes and just optimizing their performance and their recovery and, you know, setting those PRs at the gym or just making sure they're fueled for the, for those long hockey tournaments and um, practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I love about that, like since you've joined the team, Darian, like digestive health is important for mm-hmm. everyone. Like mm-hmm. I might be working with a client in the hormonal health space, which is an area I focus mm-hmm. on, but things come up with digestion. So I'm able to go to Darian with questions and get her feedback so I can be supporting my clients as well. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something huge since having yeah. Hannah on the team with food relationship, because I think a lot of people have struggles with their food relationship. So the wealth of knowledge that Hannah's brought to our team um, for her to not only support those clients special, like she specializes yes. in that. And so we direct clients to, to Hannah. Her. But if that's coming up for one of my clients, I'm able to rely on Hannah to help me support that client as well. 
I agree. I always say I feel it's just we have such a nice little team here built because absolutely Hannah's helped me so much in terms of my education so I can support my clients and same with Courtney in um, navigating more women's health or hormonal health related Mm -hmm. issues is incredibly helpful. So our key takeaway here is that setting goals can be an amazing way to spark inspiration and also give direction to what we're working on within your value of health to give us a benchmark to gauge our progress against. Creating your action steps is the final and arguably most important part of the goal setting process. Um, You know, you can have your goals, but if you don't have that plan of action to get there, it might not end or lead to the end result you're desiring. Yeah, I like to tell clients like, you know, we need that direction. So I think of it like Google Maps, like Mm -hmm. we can plug in Regina. That's really important. We need to know where we're going. But after that, it's like what's important is listening to the girl navigating you like turn left, turn right, exit on the freeway, (laughs) do a U-turn. That's what our action plan is. And that's what we get to create with clients. And I mean, you can Google your way and create a plan for yourself with nutrition and it might work, you might get there, but it'll take a really long time. As dietitians, it's like we've gone to school for this. We have experience in this. We get to give you the roadmap and kind of get you into that fast lane towards your goals. And because everyone is unique, everyone's action plan is going to look a little bit different. So that is why um, coming to that specialized professional is very important to help you find that alignment with your goals in that action plan. Yeah. And I think the main reason that people's action plan needs to be unique is one, because everyone's body is unique, Mm -hmm. but also everyone's life is different. Like we talked about these values. We have different values, different obstacles we're navigating around. So as dietitians, it's like, we're not just giving you a plan and sending you to go with it. It's like, (laughs) there's going to be things that come up and we help you uh, figure out the tools to like move through those obstacles and still be reaching the goal. So we're not going to send you down a sketchy back road and give you like this quick fix diet plan to lose 10 pounds in a week. Um, That's where as dietitians, we're different. We have your long term health in mind when we're creating these plans and making sure that it's going to be like safe and appropriate for you. So, Courtney, can you give me an example of a goal and how you might formulate those action steps for a client? Say someone comes to me with the goal to increase their energy. The action steps might look like building meals that balance their blood sugar through the day. So that might include eating protein with each meal. It might mean planning an energy supportive snack in the afternoon. It might be setting a goal to get outside and get some sunlight to increase their energy through the day. Or maybe we're creating a bedtime routine so they're getting enough sleep to have optimal energy energy. So there's a lot of action Mm -hmm. steps we can take to improve energy, but those are some specific examples of things the client could do each and every single day to increase their energy that day and over time. That sounds like a really good action plan. Um, And, you know, something I think we do know is that starting a new habit can take a lot of energy. So how might you go about coaching someone through introducing these new habits and finding that um, sustainability for them. Yeah. So I listed about like five action steps. Mm -hmm. And so I could certainly give all of those action steps to the client and they'd be like, they might leave the meeting being like, yes, I can do all Mm -hmm. of this. But what we often find with clients is that it takes time to form habits like Darian said. So something we find works well is to introduce them slowly. And I know that's like not a sexy thing to say, Mm -hmm. like introducing the habits slowly, but we find our clients who are able like move slowly in adopting these habits are more successful in the long term. 
Mm-hmm. So what we actually say to clients is that we want to aim low to start. So if I gave you this action plan and you're like, yes, I'm going to do it, but then you didn't do it at all, you'd probably feel like defeated or like you had like failed. And that would create an emotion within your body, like that defeated energy. That's not very motivating to pick up the plan and keep going. So our approach is to identify, okay, what's this one habit you can do for the week and finish the week feeling so confident that you followed through with this new habit? Mm -hmm. Clients are always so surprised when after our first meeting, they leave with one goal and they're like, this is it. That's literally all you want me to do this week. And I'm like, yes, like 100%. That's it. But then they come back and it's like, I nailed it. Like that felt so good. And they are just, they're ready to tackle the next thing. Or maybe we still have to work on that one goal and that's okay too, because it's just developing that confidence over time so that we can build on that habit. Yeah. And like Darian said, the client feels good. They Mm -hmm. feel confident. That confident emotion or feeling is so much different than coming back to us feeling defeated or like you failed the plan. And when we're confident, we get to build. So just say as an example, we identify with a client that including protein at each meal and snack would really support their blood sugars and their energy levels through the day. Well, if that client's never eaten protein before and they don't even know what protein foods are, you know, maybe the first step is just identifying protein foods and just having protein at breakfast. Mm-hmm. Then they nail that for the week. They're like, yes, like I feel great. That works so well. I'm ready for my next action step. And so action step two is having a protein at breakfast and a snack. Yep. So slowly we build until they're having protein protein all across the day and they're ready for the next habit. Maybe they're ready to go outside for a walk and capture some sunlight during the day to wake them up. Yeah, I mean, we can give you a hundred different tasks to um, tackle in different directions that will maybe bring you to that goal. But the true art in this all is tackling those one small habits or actions at a time that will um, lead you to the end desirable goal and create that sustainability for yourself. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And like if we think of these action steps, they might seem so small or like they wouldn't make a difference. And truthfully, when you do them once, they don't make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's like these habits that we're talking about, walking daily, eating protein at each meal. It's They, they need to be repeated yes. like daily over and over again. Um, but over time, it's compound interest. They have a huge effect. So if it takes us a little bit more time to build in these habits and get you consistent with it, I'd way rather that then start you off with like a hundred tasks and Mm -hmm. have you adopt nothing so it's okay that it takes time to build these habits and just know that you know when they become a habit they get a lot easier and then you're repeating them daily and they have a major payoff a book that court um really loves and recommended that i personally took on reading this year is called atomic habits by james clear and i know there's a quote that she really loves from it Yeah, I think he does a great job in this book. And specifically, if you're, you know, tackling more than just goal setting, Mm -hmm. but creating this action plan, I think um, James Clear does a really great job of highlighting how to do that in his book. But a quote that I love that he says is, good habits make time your ally, bad habits make time your enemy. So this is where as dietitians, we know that if we can help our clients adopt the right habits or the right action plan, that time gets to do the hard work. So they're repeating these habits or actions day in and day out and getting closer to their specific goals, but then also their long-term value of health. Mm -hmm. (music) 
Many people understand how to set goals, but miss connecting that goal to what they truly value, and they miss determining the action steps they need to take daily and weekly to reach that desired goal. If you've struggled to reach your goals in the past, we highly recommend considering why that goal matters to you in the context of your core values and reaching out to knowledgeable healthcare professionals like a dietitian who can help you determine the action steps or the habits you need to adopt to reach that goal in time. And if you are interested in learning more and identifying your core values, your goals, and the action steps, you can actually head to our blog, vitalitynutrition.ca, and find a worksheet that will guide you through this goal-setting process. Thanks for spending your time with us. To further fill your plate, follow us on social media using the links in our show notes, or visit us online at vitalitynutrition.ca. And as always, we welcome your ratings and reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay fed, stay moving, and stay well. Produced at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.